Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brad. This is Miles. And welcome to the house. All right, Brad, we are back in the studio for another round of NFL football talk. Miles, the draft has happened. It feels like you got your toys and now you get to play with them. You're seeing which toys you like and which ones you don't. I still have so much energy from that draft because it was so damn exciting. Talk about one of the most exciting drafts I have ever seen. And, you know, we had the pleasure of being able to hang out together and watch the draft. Great party environment. Yeah, great. And and the biggest, you know, the biggest sports fans were sitting inside one room. We had a collection of Broncos fans, Bengals fans, Bills fans, Bucks fans, Lions, Giants. It was a great great event you could feel the passion and what's so great about the draft is it's not just the passion in the room you can just feel the passion that these fans yeah uh the, these organizations these owners even roger goodell man like yeah you, it, it's just it's that's why it's turning into such a big event that it is now it is a great great event and you know i really like the draft too because you think about those guys who are coming in uh to college as you know mr footballs in their states yeah and then, Maybe it didn't pan out their first couple years in in college, and now they get another chance to come in and make and be that impact rookie. Um, speaking with, of impact rookies, we had a great first round, number of trades. How about we go through the first round and we we just dissect it a little? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh let's go ahead and have some fun here. We'll uh, go pick by pick and kind of look at what the teams did and, uh, compared to the mock drafts that we were talking about yeah. for uh, for weeks. Which uh, I know we got a couple right. Uh, but other than that, it was basically all about the quarterback in this first round. And what I wanted to start with, Brad, before we go into this, because I wanted your raw reaction from this. All okay. Right? My my question to you that, that I want to talk about, because I, I think this is something to be asked. Okay? okay. We saw all these quarterbacks go in the first round. We saw teams trade up for quarterbacks. We saw uh, high, highly touted they were in their scouting reports. Yeah. How important is the quarterback position in today's NFL? And specifically, I want to compare this to... College football. And the reason okay. why I want to do that is because I think that in college football, the quarterback is the most important position. 100%. But I'm going to argue that it is not like that today in the NFL anymore. No, it's not like that. But in the same in the same breath, you have to have a comparable quarterback. And the search for finding a great quarterback and landing a comparable quarterback is kind of worth it. Um, I was thinking uh, along the lines of you think about like a team like the Bills, right? They don't know what they have in AJ McCarron. And if they could have that greatest quarterback, you know, it could be a game changer. Like, you think about the past Super Bowl champions, you have like a Tom Brady, uh, an Eli Manning, a Peyton Manning. Then you have your Nick Foles, right? Maybe one. Or Joe Flacco. Maybe one out of every eight years you get that okay quarterback. You kind of want to make sure you are always trying to get the best player for the best position. And that best position on the team is always going to be the quarterback because they're leading your team. And we saw, and I, I think you said it right there, the difference between great and comparable. Like, we're, they're, they're always searching for the next great quarterback, yeah. right? Yeah, like, always on the steady, yeah. steady hunt. Very difficult because I feel like that th- these days it's just a diamond in the rough. You yeah. know, it's, um, but, but here's the thing, man. You, I was just going to say, so much stock is taken in taking a quarterback in the draft. Yeah. Too much for my taste when we just saw what happened in free agency. Yeah, true. But, um, okay, so I was thinking about, Think about you saying this. You said too much stock is going to the quarterbacks, but then you can't go and take too many running backs early because the miles on them is going to last maybe three oh, no, years. I, but yeah. then you also look at high, highly picked D linemen or something like a Sheldon Richardson who hasn't panned out yet. You know, so and that's it's kind fair. of like who has the biggest impact on a team: a pass rusher or a quarterback? 
why not try to be great at quarterback? And you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty because these teams might look back and be like, holy shit, I took Josh Allen. Josh Allen sucks. You know, what were we thinking? He's coming from Wyoming. But then they can always be like, you can always look at um, the Browns or or the Colts who have Andrew Luck and they don't know his situation or the Jets who took Sam Darnold be like, why did we take Josh Allen? He's he he had everything except the school and except the great over overbearing numbers. He he was a huge man with great athleticism, you know. For me, the point I was trying to get across is that a guy like Roquan Smith, I yeah. feel like is just a surefire one hundred percent in my opinion, you know, that that kind of player is easier to scout and easier to predict their future than a Baker Mayfield or than a Josh Allen, whereas so many teams are trading up for these quarterbacks, and then you got the Bears here who take a guy like Smith, or well, how about the Colts well, taking Nelson? Well, with the Bears pick, that's not 100% fair, because if the Bears didn't get Mitchell, if they didn't trade up for Mitchell Trubisky, then they would have taken Roquan Smith, you know? Right, then then, like then, the then Bears, you're saying that they might be trading up for a quarterback yeah, as well? Yeah, the Bears were guilty of trading up for a quarterback to get Trubisky. Well, how about the 49ers who end up getting Garoppolo so they don't have to trade up for a quarterback? Yeah, so it, it is what it is. I just think that, like, some of these were a little a little suspect. I do really like the Cardinals trade up, though. Um, let's, Miles, let's just go pick by pick because we're going to get into it. So Let's start with that number one overall. I think it is the ballsiest move in the entire world, but, I mean... Everybody said it. Baker's the most pro-ready quarterback. Me, I think they should have went Saquon. Um, and, the, and that goes against everything I just said about finding the best quarterback. But I think all these quarterbacks are so close to the point where you can honestly take any of the quarterbacks and, and throw them in a hat and pull one out, and that one could be the good one. Or it could be just like playing Russian roulette kind of. And at this point, I think it was you know for these organizations, finding the quarterback that was going to fit into their scheme and to fit into their organization. And the Browns must have seen something in Baker because I think this was a long time coming. I think that they knew that Baker was going to be their target. Well, I really like that Baker pick um, overall after how their team panned out. Uh, like You just look at, they got Juice Landry out there. They got Coleman. They got um, Carlos Hyde. You know, they got Najoku. They have a pretty good team for a quarterback, like a gunslinger, to just go in there, scramble around a little bit, and throw the ball. Like, if you were thinking, like, a, a, a turnover problem guy, like Darnold, that Darnold, they probably were like, man, I don't want those turnover right. problems. We hired a turnover problem guy. And you want a guy like Baker who can work outside of the pocket yeah. immediately, whereas he can kind of develop his game where he doesn't have to sit in the pocket and rely on protection up front. He can kind of make his own play. I mean, I, I love the pick. Yeah. I don't know if at number one overall. Number one overall is a stretch, man. Because they, you know, but but who's to say if they could have got him at four, the Jets might have taken yeah, him at three. And it could have been like another one of those situations where they're like, we let our guy go. Like, because I'm for sure they wanted wins. But they were like, we could, we could build build around other players, you know. And so, who knows? Maybe that's the player they ultimately wanted. And they got him. Speaking of Saquon, I think that, like you said, Difficult to put so much stock in a running back number one overall. Yeah. But how rare is it that a running back is said to be the best player in the draft? Yeah. And that's what a lot of experts put him at. And how about the Giants coming through? Definitely the Todd Gurley of this draft. Yeah. The Giants did good. Win now mode. I love that pick. I thought they were going to mess it up, but they they did good. So that's a great pick for them. Enough said. Uh, number three overall, I feel like Sam Darnold just fell into the lap of the New York Jets. Yeah, he did. And the Jets were so happy. I bet you actually Darnold was happy too because he's like, I don't have to play for the Browns. Yeah, and um, now they got Bridgewater. Yeah. They got McCown. 
They got Darnall. Yep. They got I, Petty. I think Petty's going to be gone. He's, he's going to be substituted a practice squad or get cut. One of them. All of a sudden, they have a lot of good options at quarterback. Um, I'm still not a believer in Darnall because of the turnover issues. But if he has the chance to sit behind a Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, uh, or McCown, yep. then I think that that don't rush him in. Just literally, Jets fans let you let them take their time with him to develop because he will be a good quarterback once he gets you know that frantic issue he has of like getting scared in the pocket and turning the ball over. Now, one of the biggest surprises oh of this draft God. was number four overall. Was not expecting this. You saw how excited I was when the Cleveland Browns selected Denzel Ward out of Ohio State. You know, and I told you this, the, the, the Browns were saying, if they're our guy, they're our guy. Bradley Chubb was available. They didn't interview Bradley Chubb because he wasn't their guy. Denzel Ward's an absolute phenomenal pick when you think about them having McCourty on the other side. Now, I think they should have went Bradley Chubb to pair him with Miles Garrett, but the, he wasn't their guy. Yeah, and that would have been a force on the defensive line, but this to me kind of spells that they're just looking to be as balanced as possible. Yeah. So instead of stacking up on the defensive line, they're going to shore up the secondary now, kind of taking it one position at a time. I mean, I feel like the Browns have done a pretty good job of trust the building. process. Yeah, Does this trust remind the you of something? It reminds yeah. you of the 76ers, How about right? The Sixers, right? You stack your guys. You might reach for some, but you're stacking the chips you want. And with two top five picks, they definitely got the two players that they wanted for their team. Yeah. So it's you know it 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 it's not going to be immediate success, but it'll be exciting to see what kind of turnover that they can have there. All right. So uh, at number five, Broncos man, uh, the pairing him with Von Miller's home run, home run hit, home run pick there. Uh, Bradley Chubb going to Denver. Uh, number six overall, the Indianapolis Colts. They take who we said was the best offensive lineman yeah, in the draft. To be another home run hit for them. Protect Andrew Luck. He, I mean, Andrew Luck is still not throwing. Um, which is very concerning, but when you get him back, you better treat him like a porcelain doll. Quentin Nelson at six, and uh, with two Notre Dame offensive linemen going in the top ten, you have to wonder how they didn't get more wins last year. Yeah, <laughs> God, with, that, with, with they that kind of protection somewhere, <laughs> right? Uh, okay, so then we had the Bills trade up. Yes, all right, beautiful, beautiful maneuver. Getting Josh Allen, I think Josh Allen, I told you, is my one of my favorite quarterback in the draft, not only because of skill, because he has such a brilliant mind. Um, you know, guys like that just kind of pan out in the league. It's either, well, it's one or two things. They, they are big hits or they flop because they're bored. So now here's the question. Do the Bills start Josh Allen week one? No. Fair enough. There's, I don't even say anything more about that. I think that A.J. McCarron's going to have it. Dude. Just, but just imagine though the Browns take jo- the, the Browns. The Bills have Josh Allen. He really is like the no brainer, freaking big, huge gunslinger, and he turns into the next Ben Roethlisberger or something like everyone predicted. But then if he sucks, I mean, you can you can always have that scapegoat that we have two quarterbacks. We have we have uh, mm-hmm. AJ and we have Allen. One of them is going to pan out. And it's like you said at the beginning of the show, you know, throwing all these quarterbacks into a hat yeah. and, and picking one out. That's how these drafts usually go. Yeah. All right, so number eight overall, the Bears go with Roquan Smith, one of my favorite picks of the draft. Home run pick. That's That one's easy. Home run. Um, I had him between it. To me, it was between Edmonds or Roquan, in my opinion, and whatever. I, yeah, interchangeable to me. Roquan's a little faster. Uh, 49ers picking McGlinchey, Mike McGlinchey from Notre Dame. He went higher than I thought he would. Yeah, he I did. Mean, I mean, I, I'm happy because you and I spent a lot of time discussing the offensive line depth in this draft. Uh, so, obviously, looking to protect uh, Garoppolo. Yeah, I honestly thought a pick like that, the 49ers could have went defense. But, you know, they're making the big big dollars. Whatever, John Lynch, do your thing. And then, right about this time in the draft, we have Josh Rosen complaining that nobody has taken him so far. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's why, that's why he wasn't taken that far, because of his attitude. 
But he, uh, out of all the quarterbacks that have been taken so far, he's in the best situation because he, even let's say he doesn't get the starting nod over um, Sam Bradford. He sits behind Sam. Sam Bradford's made out of glass. He's bound to get hurt. But he goes in there. He has DJ. He has Larry Fitz. They have an okay defense. You know, it's not like he's going into a situation where they have no running game. No, no weapons. Right, and and you said it right there. He's learning from one of the best receivers to ever play the game, and yeah. he's learning from a veteran quarterback. You can say what you want about Sam Bradford. He has a lot of experience in this league, and uh, he doesn't have the kind of ego that's going to deter Josh Rosen. He'll he'll be there to help him out, yep. and anybody with David Johnson in the backfield is is set up for success. Yeah. Uh, this next pick, the Dolphins with uh, getting Mika Roll tied Fitzpatrick um, out of Alabama. I think that absolutely is just a pick the best player available pick. Uh, a rebuilding Miami Dolphins team. Yeah. Got to go with the best player. Mika is somebody that you can build an entire defense around. Yep. So, can't complain about that. Yep. The next pick, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Vita Vea. Uh, thinking about it, you know, I was super, super bummed we didn't get Derwin. But, I mean, by the way, Derwin fell, there was something that we didn't know. You know? And... Uh, Lich said it. He's like, we're getting the best player available. Now you can just imagine him with McCoy next to each other and Spence over there on the right-hand side. We just got JPP. We got Bo Allen. Dude, we got a lot. We got freaking Vinnie Curry. That D-line is scary now. And to compete in that division, yeah. you, you got to get after Breeze. You got to get after Ryan. You got to yeah. get after Newton. So I'm good if that's going to be their yeah, strategy moving forward. I'm so, good with it. And as we saw, they had a plan for later in the draft. Yeah. Oh, great one. All right, so uh, – who we got the next pick? Roll Tide, 13 <laughs> overall. Uh, Deron Payne, who you and I were both very high on, the Washington Redskins, uh, shoring up the middle of the defensive line there. Yep, I had the Redskins taking uh, a middle a, a middle linebacker, excuse me, a D-tackle no matter what because of missing Chris Baker last year. They You could feel that. You could feel that missing void right there. Now, the next pick was something that I think we should discuss. The Saints kind of made an all-in move here by trading up to 14. The Saints traded their first-round pick last year and the number 27, 27 pick for a reach. I was so shocked. If Davenport doesn't turn into a, a stud, they are going to look like the biggest jabronis in the world. And they needed a pass rusher as an immediate need, but as we saw, they could have stood their position and taken Harold Landry. Yeah, Harold Landry was available. Like, I, What were they thinking? This was a head-scratcher for me. Not to say that Marcus Davenport isn't a great player because he is, but to reach for him with g- giving up your first round pick for next, for next year? year, like what if let's say the Saints have Drew Brees goes down week three, and the Saints have a top ten pick next year, you just gave them a top ten pick. Who did the Packers get? Who did the Packers get at twenty seven? I can't even remember. The Packers got uh, Rashard Penny. Well, no, then that was that was uh, the Seahawks. That was the Seahawks. Whatever. Whoever the Packers got. Oh, because the Seahawks traded with the Packers, so that doesn't matter. We'll just go ahead and get... Just say that was a dumb pick. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I, think you and I are both on the same page there. Kind of a head-scratcher for me. I see what they're doing by going all-in, but I just don't think that was the right move. No. Giving up way too much. All right, uh, next at 15 was another uh, interesting pick for me that I don't agree with. The Raiders going with Colton Miller, offensive tackle out of UCLA. Dude, Colton Miller was not even the best offensive lineman available. Absolutely not. Like, I mean, you can go Isaiah Wynn. You go the uh, what Hernandez. You could go with Billy um, Price was still Billy on the Price, board. Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown was still um, on the board. The dude wasn't in Connor Williams. They like, just literally that was the biggest reach I've seen. I think that there's there's a lot of thought right now behind what John Gruden is doing. Yeah. in Oakland and kind of where the plan is at, and we're we're going to talk about that later. Um, but. And just back-to-back head scratchers for me there. Yeah. Like, right in the middle of the first round, because with so much talent still on the board. Yeah. And at 16, 
Sure enough, the Bills end up getting one of the maybe the best linebacker in the draft. Yes, a super steal. Um, I mean, this guy has top five grade all over him. Maybe in the other draft, he's going top five, top ten for sure. Bills with a great pick right there. That's that's all I have to say about that. Tremaine Edmonds out of Virginia Tech. Uh, we both had him going in the top ten in both of our mock drafts. Yes, for him to fall, crazy. I mean, my man's only going to be what he's just turned nineteen. Uh, yeah. So the Chargers, another steal here, another steal. The Chargers. You know, they are forever searching for that Eric Weddle replacement. Why not get Derrick James? Great pick from Florida State. Um, he regressed a little last season, but I still thought he was an excellent player, and I wanted him to go to Tampa. Yep, still has that talent. Number 18 overall, the Green Bay Packers went with Jair Alexander, a cornerback out of Louisville. Do you think that was the best cornerback on the board? That's a tough one, Miles. Yeah. I think that... He's the most athletic cornerback left. Well, yes. here's what's funny. I had them taking Josh Jackson. They end up going with Josh Jackson in the second round. Yeah. Okay, so like that's what I was going to say. Like, If you knew what their whole plan of attack was, their grade was looking good on Jair Alexander because they got Josh Jackson, and both those guys are going to start next season. It's going to be really fun. Shoring up the secondary. It's be really I fun. like it. Okay, so this for me, you and I were in the room with a diehard Cowboys fan, and, and I think that his reaction could have been compared to any Cowboys fan in the country. At number 19 overall, they go with Leighton Van Der Esch out of Boise State. Don't know what they're thinking here. What was that? I mean, you have you have Rashawn Evans sitting there. Rashawn Evans is a grown man who is faster than, than Van Der Esch, a better ball hawk than Van Der Esch, and, and better, let's, let's say, rushing the quarterback. And I still think that Calvin Ridley was the pick here. 100%. And... I know that we might get into this later, but I just want to talk about it now because I think you and I just brought up a great point. Who is Prescott going to throw the ball to? Don't don't start listing out all of their C-list receivers that they have on the Dude, team right horrible. now. Horrible. Prescott needs, and you just had Witten retire. Prescott needs a reliable route runner. Do you know how difficult it is to transition from the college game to the NFL game at receiver? Calvin Ridley was the most pro-ready receiver. Run pick for them. I, I I am baffled by what that organization is doing, dude. You, okay, you don't even you take a, you reach for a run a linebacker and it's not even a linebacker the best linebacker available. You reach for a position that you really don't have an immediate need. Oh, what the heck just happened there? Calvin Ridley was like, what just happened? Yeah, and that that would have been the best fit for him. I I still stand by that, and I stand by that. Prescott is going to struggle next year. Yeah, he is. No freaking Allen Hearns is not going to turn that. He doesn't have around. reliable pass catchers. No, he doesn't. So bad. Don't know what they were doing there. Uh, I guess we'll see if it works out for him. Uh, number twenty overall, uh, the Lions go with uh, the center out of Arkansas, Frank Ragnow. You know, I kind of was like thinking about this pick, and I was like, "All right, listen, uh, the Lions are getting that guy who is used to getting behind a rushing attack." It's a fair point. A rushing attack. I yeah. was thinking about it because I was like talking to somebody. I said, "You know, later in the draft, they end up getting um, carry on. They have Riddick." And they added Legarrette Blunt. I know what Matt Patricia's trying to do. Yeah, and, and, he's trying it's to smart. take the pressure off Stafford, right? Who's one of the best quarterbacks in the league? Elite. Yeah, Stafford is there. Get he them help. a good running game. Yeah, yeah. I, it makes sense to me. When I when they drafted it, I was like, "What the heck is going on?" But now, like thinking back, solid pick. Good plan. And Arkansas, uh, the center for Arkansas, is the team to go to running yeah. that that power eye formation. And like you said, just really knows uh, how to how to uh, get up there, protect the running back, and make holes for the. Uh, for the running game. Uh, so next at 21, uh, the Bengals, pretty predictable here. I was really happy that they went with Billy Price out of Ohio State. Good pick for us uh, getting uh, our center. And um, 
shoring up the offensive line. Yeah, great. Um, next pick, the Titans. Oh, the Titans draft. Wow. Titans drafted very well. They only had four picks in this draft. Very well defensively. Them getting Rashawn Evans out of Alabama. There's nothing I can say about home run. Hit. I can't believe he fell to 22. He's great pick for the Titans. Happy. He's like he's. You know what's good for a great defensive player is when they get to fall to play with a good, a great defensive team. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, number 23 overall, the New England Patriots made their first selection of the first round, and uh, another good pick here, Isaiah Wynn, offensive lineman out of Georgia. Yeah, I called that one. That one was clear as day because you knew they needed to replace Soldier, and Isaiah Wynn, great player. Tom Brady was in the ear of the entire New England Patriots organization. He said, you better protect my ass. I want a protection, and I also want a weapon. We'll get to that later. (laughs) All right, number 24 overall, uh, speaking of weapons, how about the Panthers going with DJ Moore? Yeah, I, was, I like the pick. I was shocked, though, because I thought they were going to get Calvin Ridley. But you think about it, Calvin Ridley is not really that kind of player that they needed. They wanted that home, they need a home run yeah. getter. Right. And, and that's the difference where, as we said, what kind of receiver does Dak need? What kind of receiver does Cam need? Yep. It's two completely different players. Yep. So good pick there on their part. And the next pick, this next pick is in a series of freaking amazing picks. <laughs> wow. Yes. Because this pick alone doesn't do itself justice. But. They're going with Hayden Hurst um, from South Carolina, tight end. Love it. You want to talk about having a plan and going through with that plan 150%? I My hat's off to the Baltimore Ravens organization. I, I, I've been saying for years now that they're a joke in that division. That will be no more. You know, it's Ozzy's last year. Ozzy Newsom said, I'm going out with the guys I want. And he went out and got every single player he wanted. Because you could tell these are Ozzy Newsom kind of guys. With that being said, because I'm going to touch base on this later, yep. let's move over to Calvin Ridley, um, the Falcons at number 26. Talk about an ideal spot for wow. him. Uh, I mean, whether they put him at the Z, which I don't think. I think they're going to put him at the Y um, and pair him with Julio and move Sanu to the Z or move Sanu to the slot. Wherever he goes, he got a, an amazing, rich quarterback now. Yeah, right. And the Falcons did not have a needed receiver, but Ridley just falls into their lap here. They're probably sitting there like, why would we not take Ridley? Let's not leave Ridley for somebody else is what they're going to say. Great pick for a team that's already ready to win a Super Bowl, and yeah. you're just adding another weapon Yep. Uh, into that scenario. And you know, uh, you know they think about dollars. You know almost every Alabama fan who lives in Alabama is a Falcons fan. Now they got Julio and Cal. Oh, yeah. Big time following there. Uh, at number 27, I want to get your thoughts here. The Seahawks go with Rashad Penny. Running back out of San Diego State. The numbers are certainly there for my man Rashad Penny, but I don't understand this being the first running back taken. Another or, I'm sorry, head the, the, scratcher. the second running back, yeah. It's another head scratcher for me because I just think all the other running backs that were still available, if you <laughs> another Thomas Rawls situation, another um I'm not even gonna go through and list all their running backs. It's kind of like he all he fits all those molds. Those guys who could get a bunch of yards, but not real big, not really great at one thing yeah. it's another one of those situations i just don't understand why you don't go guys there yeah why don't you go i don't guys chubb that's the workhorse that Mich- you're looking for michelle anybody but don't get me wrong pity had a great year a great senior great bowl. career um yeah great career and everything i i just think they i'm not sure what they're going on and especially there. because we're still talking about an awful offensive line for seattle yeah so get you a big back if you're going to run behind an offensive right. bad offensive line. Don't understand that pick, and and honestly, I don't think it bodes well for Seattle moving forward. Let's move forward to the even uh, to the worst pick I have ever seen the Steelers make, and I hope they shut my mouth. But there were so many good safeties in this draft for them to reach for Terrell Edmonds, who didn't even have that good of a season. There were some experts who had this guy slotted as a fifth round yes. pick. 
Talk about a reach. And the Steelers, the opposite of the Ravens, seem to have no plan for this draft. No. They uh, lose their best player on defense, Ryan Shazier. Don't have any kind of replacement for him. Do you know why they gave up however many points it was to the Jags? 42, 45? It's because they had no presence uh, at the front seven. Yeah. Zero. Whatever they were thinking here, man. I I don't know what plan they have for this man, but he's he's still a couple years away. And you think about that defense in the secondary, they still have guys who are a couple years away or, or just might not get that, might not be there, you know? Weird, weird pick, in my opinion. Um, let's move on to the Jags getting a steal. Jags put themselves together a nice draft with Taven Bryant here. Yeah, on the flip side, the Jags got a lot better in this draft, starting with Taven Bryant at 29 yes. overall. Uh, great pick for their D-line there. Just just making a great defense even better. You know, but okay, but here's the thing. They're putting a lot of stock in Bortles. At this point, Brad, I'm going to come off the, you know, rag on Bortles train because to me he proved that with the right pieces around him yeah he can be the quarterback to get you to where you need to be yep and you know defense wins championships too this is gonna be a scary team and Bortles last year especially in the playoffs showed me a step in his maturation yeah that he can be this guy that Jacksonville wants him to be just stop turning the ball over man yeah just stop turning the ball over let the defense do what they're gonna do let Fournette run it out I like what Jacksonville is doing. Yeah, I did too. Um, that was a really yeah. great pick for them. And I think they were, they knew they wanted to get a good D-lineman. Why not? Their D, their defensive line is already scary. And you saw how disruptive they were because teams couldn't throw the ball on them. Yeah. Imagine if they get that going up front as well. My God. They just get a run stopper, plug it. Oh, it could be one of the most complete defenses in a while. This next guy. I had him going to the Packers. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I had him That's going right. to the Packers. But um, the Packers went elsewhere. And I think he's an even better fit for the Vikings, and that is Mike the Man Hughes. Home run. They don't need him to even start week one. No. Let groom him. He, and he and I think he's NFL ready, but groom him even more. The Vikings are ready to win it all right now. My God. This is just a supplemental pick uh, to make that defense even deeper. I was just, I was just going to say Mike Hughes out of UCF forever for the rest of my life will give me goosebumps ever since he returned that kickoff yeah. for a touchdown. He's... He's just, uh, it was really cool to see him go He won't need to round. return kicks in the NFL. No. That was really cool. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, that was uh, that was great. But like I said, Vikings, ready to win now. Great pick. Speaking of ready to win now, you brought this up to me, Brad, about eight weeks ago when we were talking about fits for <laughs> different running backs, different quarterbacks. And as soon as you said this, it clicked. You originally told me, well, how about Sonny Michelle with the Patriots? How about it? It's, That's scary. It's absolutely perfect. Tom Brady, I know he's had a couple good running backs, but he's never had a perfect fit running back like this. Michelle can catch out of the backfield. He's quick. And pair him on top of all those. Pair him on top of James White. Uh, they re-signed Burkhead. Dude. And he's proven that he can even be a workhorse when you need him to be. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, I think they pound the rock uh, two or three times with... Uh, with White, and then give Michelle the, yeah. the go, the blow. And, and you know, even the same thing happened versus Alabama. They pound the rock with Michelle uh, Chubb, put Michelle in, and he shows you that he is a number one running back. And good job. Good a, healthy, job. a healthy Edelman, healthy Gronkowski, Michelle, Brady. The Patriots are here to stay. Yep. I thought they were going to uh, definitely go cornerback or run, or uh, quarterback here. And them getting showing Michelle just shows me that I shouldn't be in the front office because they did excellent. They did. And how about uh, with a final firework in the first round, the Ravens trade up to 32 to take Lamar Jackson, Heisman Trophy winner. 
yeah, the Ravens did themselves really well. Um, there's nothing to say besides great pick because, I mean, they really they gave up a lot, but not really that much. The 52nd pick, the uh, 125th pick, and their second round pick next year. But they have so many good draft picks this year that it doesn't matter that he was worth it, especially if he's anywhere close to what he can be because Flacco's not going anywhere. Yeah, and music to my ears today was were the Ravens coming out saying that he might even come out and start week one. Yeah. Because to me, Flacco does not deserve a starting job in the NFL. He's going to be just fine. Yeah. Flacco is going to, for the rest of his career, he'll be a journeyman. Uh, it's like you say, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. He, 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 you know, he's still making a lot of money in Baltimore. But for, for the Ravens to take a step like they did, I and love it. A step that I was hoping the Bengals would take with Dalton. Yeah. To, that's what you got to do. Put a plan together, make the moves, get your players, and that's what we saw them do. I think, like I told you, Ozzie Newsom, he's, he's absolutely leaving a trail behind him. He wants to set that team up for further success with his mentality because what's worse than leaving something behind that you built and it changes? Leave a legacy. Leave a legacy yeah. there. And we talked about this in our mock draft that what people need to understand or remember out of all these quarterbacks is that Lamar Jackson ran a pro-style offense for three years. Yeah. He knows how to... And don't overlook that. Don't overlook the fact that Baker Mayfield ran plays out of the gun his entire career. So... There's a lot to be said for that too. Not only did the man win a Heisman, uh, prove that he can uh, work out of the pocket, prove that he can make the throws. He did it with three-star recruits around him as well. Don't yes. forget that he turned that program into something. Louisville, they were in the conversation at some point, right? And they were fresh into the ACC. Yeah. So he aided in that transition, and, and like you said, made them competitive. They were talking about a playoff spot. Yes, the year, they yeah. were in the freaking conversation. Yeah. Oh my God! Still, if you remember, still should have won that game in Death Valley yes. when they played Clemson. I mean, yes. he had him right there. So I am 100 percent okay with this pick. I'm not here to tell you that Lamar Jackson is going to pan out as an NFL quarterback. I'm just here to tell you he has just as good a chance as any other quarterback taken in that first round. You think about Baker Mayfield went number one. It could have easily been Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So really excited to see what happens with uh, Baltimore there. But before we uh, talk about our winners and our losers, Brad, let's go ahead and briefly look over the second round because there were there were there was a lot of good action in uh, round two of the draft. Okay. Um, you, what do you want me to just highlight? Uh, okay, listen. I'm going to go with steals in the, the second round. Yeah. Um, first of all, actually, but before I say that, I'm going to say the Browns did a great by getting Chubb because that shows me that they are not stupid. Um, but my number one overall steal, uh, we're going to go with the uh, Green Bay Packers at pick 45, getting Josh Jackson. He is he was slated in the 27th pick, right? First round grade, 27 defended passes, eight interceptions. He made your team look silly with three interceptions. He made Wisconsin look bad with two pick sixes. And, and, and you said it right there, Brad. Josh Jackson proved that he can make the plays and play big in the big games. Yeah. And that's another thing that I don't want to be overlooked. You and I are big college football fans. And a lot of times, I feel like that when the experts are doing their analysis, they're they're so hard up on uh, skills and, and technique. Yeah. Yes. Where I even said his technique is not great. His hips aren't fluid. But yes. listen, you put that man, let him roll around. Give him like a sparring coach or a grappling coach, somebody that's going to train hips naturally. He will be... All pro. And uh, what a lot of people don't remember uh, is that Joey Bosa did not have good technique yeah. at Ohio State. Still doesn't. <laughs> Still doesn't, but he's, he's got good. that talent and he's got that ability to play in the big games. Uh, That's what know, he's it shown. It kind of reminds me, that these are two totally different sports, but a lesson is a lesson. I was getting a golf lesson last week and I was like, I'm really good out of the bunker. And I was just like telling the guy, I want to be better. 
And I was like, uh, what can you tell me? What, what kind of technique can I do? He goes, listen, sometimes in sports, it's not always about technique. Think about it. You're an athlete. Sometimes you just have to be athletic in doing things you, you are doing. Put athletic movements. That's what Josh Jackson is an athlete. He's a ball hawk. J- All right, Josh Jackson, after week four, didn't allow a touchdown. 41% complete, uh, completions towards him. What more needs to be said? Yeah. So, and I like that advice that in sports, sometimes it's just about the ability and what do you do when you throw him in the game? Yeah. What are what are the results that you see? Great pick, Great uh, pick. for Green Bay. He's going to have a really good NFL career. Uh, a couple more steals for me. Uh, Harold Landry for Tennessee. And specifically, I wanted to talk about the fact um, that Tennessee here just went big on defense. Yeah. Uh, Harold Landry was definitely a great steal. Um, I'm going to go with the one that everyone's saying is a steal and could be arguably one of the best drafts, which I, I didn't think was one of the best drafts overall, um, was Darius Geis uh, to number four, 59 to let pick 59. I think that Geis is an instant starter, and they needed that. Yeah, uh, I made the comment er- er- earlier this week that I think with Geis, the Redskins got what they are, are going to get, what they got out of Alfred Morris, which yeah. was four years of just having a workhorse running back. That's what Geis can provide right away. And how about how about this? How about um, Alex Smith, right, playing in Kansas City, needed a, a good running burst, and they got Kareem Hunt. Now he's playing in Washington. They need a good running burst. Boom. Hey, let's just gift them Darius Geis. Great pick, in my opinion. How about uh, I'm not uh, I'm I'm done with my steals. I, I'll I'll say one more. I know this was the first pick of the round, but the Giants scooping up Will Hernandez, who was supposed to go in the first round. Yeah, that was a great pick. Phenomenal pick for them. I got one more steal, and then I got two honorable mentions. I'll go with my steal, um, uh, because I, I was like a little confused at the pick. Not confused, but I was a little like weary. Uh, Ronald Jones, um, from USC for Tampa Bay. But then I looked back at it. My man had fourteen. 100-yard rushing games. He had more yards than Geis. I know they both spent some time out. 18 total rushing touchdowns. He scored at least one touchdown in 19. And scored at least one touchdown in 19 of his 20 last games. That's okay with me. I, and, you know, um, I was thinking about, like, what we passed up on Geis. Um, Geis is not really um, the kind of running back we wanted. I was thinking about it. We want this, like, lean guy to play with our, our good balanced passing attack. And way to go. Uh, he can catch the ball in the backfield a little bit better than guys, too, which helps us a lot. We run a lot of screens, too. Um, and then my two honorable mentions, I'm just going to go receiver, receiver. Uh, Steelers getting James Washington. But my biggest honorable mention, almost a steal, but, well, I just wasn't 100% sold on, Anthony Miller. The Bears drafted smart. A lot of receivers went in the second round. The Bears drafted Can you imagine? They were saying, Bears, you need to do something. You need to do something. Pick mm-hmm. up a pick up a wide receiver in the draft. No, we're gonna sign wide receivers. Now, why don't we just get a guy uh, late in the round who could be a home run hitter? Yeah, I mean, uh, you had that. You had uh, DJ Chark. How about DJ quietly Chark going, to, going to Jacksonville? Yep. Um, you had uh, Christian Kirk going to Arizona, so they pair up a receiver with Josh Rosen. I'm gonna talk about that later. That's a great one. Um, even My- even Breland Speaks from Ole Miss going to the Chiefs was a good one for me. And speaking of the Bucks, them getting Carlton Davis. Where I they did so at thirty, yeah, happy or at uh, because um, I knew that we needed a safety, and I didn't really think that any good, good any safeties good enough were still available. But then when they took MJ Stewart at this position, and I was like, ah, oh, man, we could have went a true cover corner there, not a, a hybrid safety corner guy. I was like, what's going on? And then we took Carlton Davis later. And I was like, home run, guys, great draft. And I've seen Bucks getting C plus grades. Whoever is thinking that is out of their mind. 
they uh, that was another situation where they went with their guys, and I think that that they that they improved and made their team better. I mean, we're, we're t- listen, they're they're playing in arguably the toughest division in football. You don't really have time to rebuild when you're in a division like that, so you just got to get these pieces that you think are going to make you better right away. Yep. That's what we saw the Bucks do. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our final segment here. We are just going to run through a couple winners and losers from the NFL draft. I'm going to go with the first winner. I have two winners, um, ultimate okay. winners, because number one's a player. I'm just going to go with Calvin Ridley because he didn't have to play with a crap quarterback. Okay, I just wanted to get that out of there. He finally played with a No, but let's talk about that for a second. I mean, it, there is something to be said for that. He's got Matt Ryan throwing to him. Dude, that, like, okay. As an Alabama fan, I have never felt so bad for a player in my life. We're a running team. We haven't had a good quarterback in years, and Calvin Ridley's getting so frustrated because they can't put the ball in the numbers. You give Cal- Calvin Ridley's got getaway speed. You put the ball in his hands, he's good. Now he gets to play with Matt Ryan. Not He's not going to be the number one, so he's not going to get double teamed. Oh, what a win for him. Absolutely. Uh, for me, my number one winner that I want to talk about here real quick, the New, the New York Giants. And I, I'm going to tell you that the experts, all right, are so indignant about the fact that the Giants are in quote-unquote win-now mode, right? And everything that I read and everything that I heard was about how the Giants, what are, what are they doing? They should be rebuilding. They should be doing this. Do they not understand, all right, that there is an NFL draft every year? The Giants don't have to take a quarterback right now. What? I, they, Wait. Go, go. No, no. Have they not heard about free agency? Like, Am I crazy here? Like, or I, I, are are we hearing the same thing? Like, we are hearing the absolute things. But, but listen, the Giants are my third third place winners only because I'm crazy. Their picks: Saquon Barkley, first round pick for could have been first overall pick. Will Hernandez could have been a first round pick. Then they go ahead and get Lorenzo Carter on the edge. But listen to this pick that they got that they got in the third round that I thought was way better than a third round grand. BJ Hill out of North Carolina State. If you guys have seen this man play, he can freaking play ball, right? Now, this pick, that very next pick, I thought was a great quarterback. Remember, I told you he could be one of the surprise picks of the surprise quarterbacks of the quarterback class, Kyle Luetta, Lu, Luletta from uh Richmond. Dude, great. I don't know enough about RJ McIntosh, but all those those players I said before, dude, great. And we've seen these FCS quarterbacks have success. So who's to say that they didn't get their quarterback in the future? Like, yeah. So I've heard no realistic air on the on the horizon for Eli Manning. Who cares? Yeah. You still got two good years of Eli left, and you're still building a foundation for whoever steps in for yeah. him. So Saquon is a guy that's going to be there for ten years. Yeah. Great, great draft for them. Screw everyone else, Miles. My number one overall. Uh, you already probably know where I'm going. Uh, I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens got really good, right? They got really good. Actually, they, they got really good at, at two positions um, we're going to talk about here. They got really good at uh, tight end with Hayden Hurst and Mark uh, Mark Andrews. Let's say Hayden Hurst. It kind of, their draft kind of reminds me of when um, the pairing of Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. You got the surefire like guy who can catch, and then you got the athlete. Great. Lamar Jackson. Well, they got one of the best offensive linemen, even if he had a terrible, terrible combine, Orlando Brown. They get a five-year player who got to sit under one of the best position coaches of his craft. Nick Saban is a DB, you know. Sure. Yeah. So he got to sit behind the one of the best defensive minds in Nick Saban for five years, right? They got a ball hawk in Deshaun Elliott. I'm not done. They got Sam Hubbard, right? Solid pick. 
No, the Bengals got Hubbard. Oh shit! Oh, wrong team. My bad. But still, but still, can we can we talk about the 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 tight ends for a second? All right, because Mark Andrews is a guy that with the Sooners, he just he, you know what he gives you versatility because he can line up in the slot, he can line up in a five wide formation, he can line up as a blocker. But then you got Hayden Hurst, who is the real first round yes. tight end. So it well, I was just gonna say. I, I feel like some casual fans may not understand why they took two tight ends. No, it it's makes all about sense. the scheme. Yeah, you got a two-way tight end sense. in Mark Andrews, then you got the electric receiving tight end. And uh, who else get it uh, allude to? I, I didn't even mean to say that. Is I was going to say, Bradley Bradley uh, Boozman fell all the way down to the sixth round, and for him to go at pick two hundred fifteen, Bengals. I mean, who cares if he doesn't pan out? Like early before the season started, they were saying Bradley Boozman is a, a Maybe third, fourth round pick. He fell to sixth, seventh round. Snag him up. That's my winner. I mean, they addressed all the needs they had. I, I really wish they would have gotten a better. Uh, I don't think they took yeah a better linebacker than Kenny Young. Uh, but I mean, it is what it is. They got CJ Mosley. You know, it's one of the weakest divisions in football, and I think that that bodes well for the Ravens. It could be a quick turnaround for them. Uh, for my final winner, I kind of want to do two teams. Uh, we already t- touched briefly on them, but I think that the Tennessee Titans got a lot better. Yeah. Just with Rashawn Evans and Harold Landry on the defensive side. And also, I wanted to, to say, I like what the Titans are doing as far as their strategy. Yeah. All right. Building around Marcus Mariota, giving him not uh, so much protection on the offensive line, but making the defense stronger. That's what I said. I have Titans as my honorable mention for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then my other honorable mention was we already talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars getting better. Uh, we didn't even talk about Ronnie Harrison. Are you kidding me? How unfair. How unfair they get. Probably the best safe, the best free safety in the draft. The Jaguars could have the best defense in football for the next three, four years. It's scary. This could be similar to what we saw Seattle do. Scary. For their run. And in that situation, you don't need Bortles to be that great when you've got a running back like Fournette. So, and not to mention they got DJ Chark. Yes. Who's another potential playmaker on offense. Now they have a lot of options at receiver. Yes. They did really good. Miles, I want to tell you my number two because I already let the cat out of the bag. Okay. And you're probably not super, super hype about this draft, but I was just going through and I was looking at the Bengals draft. Their home runs to me were later in the draft than in the beginning um, because you look, they're saying this guy has tremendous upside, but has he can be as far as a, a special teams guy and audentate my man is uh i don't have his stats on me but i think he's like six five he ran a four six at six five big receiver from florida state great pick and that's that was your last pick of the draft right now you're gonna go andrew brown from virginia great deep tackle right we're still going i'm gonna skip over the harris pick i, I don't watch enough illinois state to even give a good analysis um mark walton it is what it is put him behind Geo and uh, Mixon. But then you go with Miles. Before the season started, midway through the season, they thought Malik Jefferson was for sure fire first round pick. I you love get him that in the pick. third. You get him in the third. I'm Who else you get in the third? Sam Hubbard, who I had going in the first or the second. Not a big fan of Jesse Bates, but Jesse Bates can. It, it, that's just all personnel fit, good pick. And then Billy Price. We got a lot better inside on offense and defense. And, and that's what we were looking smart for. Smart plays. Smart plays. Um, I'm just going to run. These two honorable mentions for a reason. Uh, number one, my honorable mention is not an overall um, great draft for the Cardinals, but they got their two heir parents to the throne. They got um, 
they got Josh Rosen and Christian Kirk, so they got a replacement for their quarterback of the future. Yeah, how about and Josh Rosen, David Johnson, and Christian Kirk as yeah, a little trio? Yeah, they got the replacement for when uh, Fitz sizes a hang it up. Great. Those are my honorable mentions. Well, I have one more. Um, a lot of question mark picks, but if you think about it, if two of these four guys pan out, it could be fantastic. It's the Broncos. The picks, Royce Freeman. The picks were good, but there's a lot of guys who came in with question marks, like why wasn't Bradley Chubb the number one overall pick? Uh, why didn't Sutton go in the first round? Is Royce Freeman going to be that good? Is Josie Joel athletic enough? Can Troy Fomagalli repeat the success he had in college? All those guys, question marks, but they were all great players. So, And it goes back to our conversation about seeing what they can do when they're in the game and, you know, just... For a team like the Broncos, you want to talk about another team that's ready to win now? It's Denver. Yeah. And that's the mentality that they have. So, again, they're going with their guys who they think are going to make an instant impact. And Freeman knows how to take the bulk of the carries. Uh, So, I actually really liked that pick for Denver, and I like that that was an honorable mention. Let's go ahead and move over to the losers. I have two. Okay, yeah, I was about to say, I don't don't want to spend too much time on this. I I also have three. Um, I I, I already talked about the Raiders, but I had them as uh, one of my losers. Uh, I don't don't understand. Okay. I don't understand them taking Colton Miller. And also, they, twice a year, each, they have to face Von Miller, Joey Bosa, and Justin Houston. I think that in this division, they're in trouble because I don't think that they have uh, the right protection for Carr. Colton Miller was a terrible pick. But you know what that um, – I was just thinking about it, right? You go Colt Miller. Let's say you don't go Colt Miller. You don't go offensive line there. You still have a big, big need at linebacker and safety. Do you know to, to draft Colt Miller, who is not even the best lineman available, they also pass on Edmonds, Derwin James, and any of the cornerbacks taken in the first round? What are they doing? Let's move over to the second round pick, right? What do they think is going to happen? Marshawn Lynch is drinking from the fountain of youth. Where are they getting their running attack? They passed on Darius Geis. How, how, that's, I literally had that written down here. With so many good running back talents still available, how are you not going after one of these guys? And how are you going to say that Lynch is going to be the one? No. I, they're, that's where just, I, I don't understand where they're moving. And, and then, and then on offense, right? You've got, I know they've got Amari Cooper, but you've got a 32 year old Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Like what? I do like the Marcel Aitman pick, their very last pick. Um, he catches the ball pretty well, uh, but this draft overall was just really poor. They botched it. Yeah, it was really, really bad. So at least we agree on that one. Um, I'm going to go with another one. I'm going to go with Dallas. We agree on that one, too. I've Dallas got them in my top draft, three. dude, like, I was thinking about it. I'm not too excited about any of these picks. And then, you know, I was reading somewhere, and I was like, you know who a big loser of this draft is? Dak Prescott. Not only did they not make them better receiving-wise, because I don't think uh, Gallup is all that good from Colorado State. Then they drafted Mike White, who a lot of players think could be a starter in this league soon, which is like, why we even put that out there? Like, let Dak have... Oh, my God, dude. Not a big fan. They passed on Rashad Evans. Who's his number one receiver? Alan Hearns? What a joke. I mean, this this team is going to be an absolute mess. What a joke. They could have made that offensive... I, I do like the most Garlboro pick. Because Bo Scarborough will be a good pro in this league, he does. He's still uh, ungroomed. But besides that, man, holy Michael smokes. Gallup is your answer. Are How you do you not go me? Ridley in the first round? It, you know what? It's all right. We can move on here. I'm gonna go real quick to my number three. I already talked about him. I think the Steelers were were a loser. 
uh, in this draft. Specifically, what they were doing in the first round did not address their biggest need on the team at inside linebacker. We're talking about a defense that gave up 45 points to the Jaguars in the playoffs. You lost Shazier, the heart and soul of your defense, made no moves to correct it. Roethlisberger's at the end of his career. Le'Veon Bell continues to be a problem in the locker room. I think that we're seeing the end of uh, the Steelers' reign. Yeah, uh, really weird. Really weird draft for them. Wasn't a big fan. My last one, and this is might just be me being picky, but uh, the Houston Texans had no f- young team, no f- no first-round picks, no first-round pick, no second-round pick. Um, Justin Reed was good, but literally the drop-off, the drop-off after Justin Reed, severe, severe, severe. Like, I- I'm not big on Rankin. I'm not big on Atkins. And, and all my UCF fans, it's nothing against Atkins. There's just way better tight ends that you could have re- you could have gotten in the third. Like, to, to draft him in the third round, it's, like, ridiculous. Uh, the DN from uh, Wake Forest is okay. A lot of competition in that division, too, with uh, the Jags and the Titans and now the Texans with Deshaun Watson. To be honest, you don't need three third-round picks. Get back in the first two rounds because, like we said early, earlier, any one of these players drafted in the first two rounds could turn out to be a stud. Take You have three thir- third-round picks. Take two of them, package them for a second round. That's all I have to say about them, man. It's just disappointing. Shout out to Eli Manning for not having to have quarterback trouble drama behind him so he could just focus on winning this year. Yeah, and to to end on a good note, yeah, I mean, that was yeah. that was one of my biggest takeaways. I, I just can't wait to see what Saquon Barkley does. Uh, I can't wait to see what Baker does, but like I said, I, I don't think the Browns will get any more than four wins. I think they're still a couple years away. Um, but I as, think Vegas has them at five and a half, so you might want to take the under. I will take the under. Um, but as far as... Uh, excitement for next year. I think we got a lot in store for us. Yeah, we do. This is gonna be a great. We're gonna do. Let's one of these episodes. Let's do a uh, schedule breakdown where we break down the schedules, toughest schedule, easiest schedule. But uh, other than that, Miles, dude, I'm so glad that the draft has come and gone because now I get to think about which fantasy players. Uh, everyone out there, keep your eye out. We're gonna have a special guest. We're gonna have a couple, but we're gonna have a special guest that's gonna talk. We're gonna talk fantasy football and if you guys don't know i'm a fantasy football expert but he is it's true i'm just not gonna go ahead and throw that out there but that's something i'm really excited to talk about so with that being said miles any last words we are four months away from not only the nfl but you know i'm all about the college football we are four short months Ooh. away sneaking up on us but we, we we do have a long summer ahead of us but i'm looking forward to talking plenty of football in that time span so yeah i'm super stoked uh Everything. And it's good to be back in the studio. Is great. Bama was great. Yeah. Football's great. Life is great. Guys, uh, I want to invite you to, if you want to join our mailbag, shoot us a an email or a t- uh, tweet um, at Best the House. Uh, shout out to everyone who's been following us, showing us mad love. We appreciate it. Shout out to all our people who are interested in being guests. We're going to try to riddle through as many as we can. Um, be sure to download us uh, on iTunes or Stitcher or however you get your podcast. It's uh, Welcome to the House. Peace out, guys.